And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it is a website. Go there, episode 219 point, uh, whatever numbers I choose. Uh, this is a very special interview I've had, I had had, I have had, I've had, previously had, with Ms. Elizabeth Alderfer. I do believe she's married. I don't know if that's her maiden name. None of my business. Elizabeth Alderfer is an actress. And you can see her on AP Bio. As well as the CBS comedy series. Multi-camera sitcom. Created by Chuck Lorre. Mega trillionaire himself. The show's called United States of Al. And that show actually returns the day that you are listening to this, October 7th on CBS. They're in the primetime slot. AP Bio's uh, fourth season is currently out on Peacock. was an NBC show, then it was canceled and brought over <laughs> to Peacock. It's a great show. You know, actually, both are really enjoyable shows. I watched a couple episodes of United States of Val in order to get ready for this interview. And... You know, true to, and I, I mentioned this in the interview five, five, ten years ago. This would this show probably would not have been made on CBS, let alone on broadcast television. But it is, uh, it's very, it's very, it's funny, also thought provoking, uh, mostly because of the subject matter surrounding the show. It is about a uh, Marine combat veteran, played by Parker Young who is adjusting to life, civilian life in Ohio after his uh, tour is finished, or tours, I don't know. And his, uh, he, he, he manages to bring his friend, who is an um, interpreter from Afghanistan, who was his interpreter in Afghanistan, bring him back to America to, to live with him and spend time with his family. And, and then uh, part of that goal is uh, throughout the show is to bring... The rest of uh, and Adira Kalbian plays uh, the interpreter. Part of that goal, the goal, the goal of the series is to bring his family uh, from over to uh, uh, from Afghanistan to America to Ohio, and uh, and like I said, thought provoking show because it does cover a lot of things that are uh, are happening, things that are you know real. It's it's not the typical you know I, I'm a I'm a guy, love lorn guy, and I'm in love with this girl and. And uh, we don't fit, and we get into wacky situations, and we have friends and stuff. Like this is a, this is a story that I I don't think has been told before in multicam format to say that you know the least of it. But Elizabeth is in the show. <laughs> Let's get back to her. She's in the show playing Parker Young's sister, and uh, she has in the show lost her own fiance in Afghanistan, and she is. She's she's going through some things, but she's often the comic relief. To be the comic relief in a multicam sitcom, that is just that's just you know you get you get you get all the bigger jokes compared to everybody else. You're working harder. Elizabeth's character is uh, really good, and it's also a, she's also playing a different character from uh, I believe her character's name on AP Bio is named Lynette. I was gonna say Lynn, but Lynette is uh, is. A little bit more grounded than Lizzie, even though <laughs> AP Bio is more of an out there, uh, a wackier show compared to Al. 
But isn't it isn't it strange? And they're both funny characters. Both great shows. I'm a fan of AP Bio. Huge fan of AP Bio. But Elizabeth is a very talented person. I really enjoyed our talk. We chatted about hummingbirds before we started the conversation. <laughs> but she's also just a nice, genuine person. And she gave me a lot of good answers. And that's all I can ask. How long have I talked for? Okay. That's long enough. Thank you for listening to this. I appreciate it. You can uh, check out Elizabeth on Instagram at Liz, D-E-R-F-E-R. Yes, Liz Durfer. You can also watch Peacock. Season four out now on Peacock. Excuse me. (laughs) You can watch AP Bio. (laughs) I should redo it, but I'm not going to. Watch AP Bio season four out now on Peacock, along with seasons one through three. Great show. Check out United States of Al. I was going to say United State of Al, but that doesn't make sense. United States of Al. Although, United State of Al could be a show about Chuck Lorre. Spinoff, United State of Al. Web series following uh, Al as he's just, you know, exploring uh, Ohio by himself. I'm just saying, CBS, if you want to put that on Paramount+, Plus, I will produce it. United States of Al premieres October 7th, second season, 8.30 p.m. They actually redid the season opener to deal with the Afghani crisis. Um, And uh, if you don't know how TV is made, that took a lot of time and effort to do at the very last minute. And, uh, you know, knowing Chuck Lorre and his work ethic, I'm sure it was done in utmost quality. So enjoy. Great shows. Check it out. Okay. Oh, you can follow us. <laughs> if you want to see a video version of the interview, head to youtube.com slash comedy, where you can see Liz and I talking to each other over a video chat. You can head to uh, comedy.com where you can see other interviews. You can see our premiere news show, News Time, our premiere show, News Time, on youtube.com slash comedy, where I take one topic and I dissect it into little tiny bits. Instagram, Twitter, at comedy. Me on those same platforms at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Rate, review, subscribe to this show. Tell your friends about it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Um, well, thank you. I appreciate you for sitting down uh, and uh, talking to me. Uh, I, I've been a huge fan since I saw you on AP Bio. So uh, it, it's, it's great to, awesome. to finally to meet somebody from that show. Oh, it's so it's so fun to sit and chat for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, well. I guess we'll start there. Uh, AP Bio uh, coming. It's on on Peacock, and uh, now we're in what the third season, uh, and, and fourth. fourth, fourth, believe it or not, oh yeah. Goodness. And now and now this season's it's uh it's as weird as it it's weirder than it was when it was on uh, uh, NBC. Yeah, it Definitely. doing especially you know seeing you in that that alien makeup. Oh my gosh, such a such a such a trippy episode. What a, what a great episode too. I know, and that that episode actually was supposed to be, I think, episode eight or nine of season three, um, but then we got shut down because of the pandemic. Um, and you know, in a way, I think it kind of worked out almost for the better because it's such a great like season opener bam here we are new season 
whole new, you're right, like uh, vibe. They're just, uh, Mike O'Brien's getting, you know, weirder and um, taking bigger and bigger risks. And it's just, it's incredible to watch that show kind of evolve into what it is today. Right. And I also, I, I've noticed this, especially when you first popped up, your character is one of the more grounded people in the show, as opposed to everyone's got it like, like uh, Glenn's character has a vendetta. And then Patton's character just wants to be like friends with everybody. Paula's character yeah. is, is people like everybody's got something. And then you are the one that's kind of keeping this, the school centered. Uh, and you're actually, you're, you're actually the, probably the coolest person there because you know, you're just like this, this cool teacher that, that everybody seems to uh, enjoy and have in the school. Yeah, definitely. Lynette is like, she's definitely an absolute weirdo, but somehow is less weird than everybody else. And I love, I love how that character always has that kind of twinkle of knowledge in her eye. Um, like you said, everybody else is just crazy and antics and um, they have all of these very obvious <laughs> um, hangups and insecurities. And Lynette is just like, I don't know guys, it doesn't have to be that hard. Let's just eat a sandwich and relax. <laughs> um and yeah i like i like that juxtaposition of of her with glenn's character because um you know jack is such a you know kind of ego maniac but secretly or not so secretly um desperate for um affection and for acceptance and i think she she brings that out of him in a really interesting way and and then comparing her to your character on United States of Al, which I watched, I'd never seen that. And I only, I grew interested because I knew that you you all threw, threw out an episode essentially and, and, and did one about the Afghan refugee crisis, which is uh, like, you know, you hear shows do this all the time. Like uh, I think Law & Order SVU, when that came back, they said, we're gonna do an entire episode about uh, Black Lives Matter and stop AAPI hate and all that stuff. And, uh, and that yeah. makes me a lot more fascinated. So uh, kudos to, to you and the team and everybody over there. That's, that's, that's a very big uh, step to take, especially for a freshman series. We'll go into a sophomore year. Yeah, I'm unbelievably proud of the, all of the writers, not only because I think from the time that, you know, we started to hear news out of Afghanistan that, you know, the Taliban was taking over very, very quickly to them getting the footage into the editing room was less than a month. Right. Um, and anybody who knows anything about writing for television, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an involved process and it takes some time. And they not only rewrote our season premiere, um, which will be going up October 7th, um, but they were also a war room actually on the phone with Marines at the airport, trying to evacuate friends and family, trying to get in touch with anybody they could possibly know who could help um, their loved ones. Um, so going through that and also inserting that into the script, um, I'm just floored. 
in and awe of, of their work. And we're all so, so proud of the episode. It's going to be very different, but yeah, ad addressing head on what our show is about, which is these Afghan interpreters and what we promised them and that we should keep that promise. Hmm. So I'm excited for everybody to see it, to say the least. Yeah. I, and I really, I think people should watch Al and also AP bio, obviously, but I think Al is, um, it's, it's a show that I think CBS would have made, you know, six years ago when they were not diverse and uh, when they were, uh, you know, really aiming towards middle America. But now they're casting their shows with 50% people of color and uh, or diverse, diverse casting. And then 25% of the people behind the scenes have to be people of color. Uh, but mm -hmm. Al in particular stands out to me because it is... A, it's a comedic it's a sitcom multicam but it does it is steeped in uh with with dramatic uh sensibility and uh you know it's and, and it kind of it kind of hits you you know you have 20 minutes now on on broadcast yeah it hits you like immediately and uh parker young's character uh talking about how he uh, uh you know his he, he doesn't want to talk about his wife and then seeing his wife and then like she's mad almost immediately when she's uh sitting there talking to adhere's character and then, uh, and then yeah. you, when you are like, your character says, uh, Hey, you guys want to go out? I'll see you in the morning. And then he says, she's not going to come back in the morning. And then hearing your backstory, yeah. it's, uh, it's tough to hear, but that's, that's the real stuff that comes from people who have experienced this. And, uh, and I think it's, I think it's, there's a lot of stories that can be told, uh, through, through that show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely rich with, ways in which they can take all of the storylines like you said everybody's everybody's touched by conflict and war i mean everybody everybody knows somebody everybody has their own unique experience with it and they aren't stories that are told uh, very often um and if they are i think that you know particularly veterans um i think that there's kind of this narrow um sort of depiction of veterans a lot on TV. So, you know, we're excited to get into the more of the nuance of those stories. And also we are a comedy, we are. <laughs> I explain this show to people and they're so confused. Like, wait, but it's a comedy <laughs> with a laugh track by Chuck Lorre? Wait, what? Big Bang Theory? I don't understand. Um, and I, I love that because it is, uh, you know, there's a lot of gravity to the the subjects that we're talking about, but there is also a lot of lightness and a lot of stuff to be mined from that. And um, yeah, there's there's just there's so much to explore, and I'm excited for season two because we do get the full 22 episode season this this year to to really explore and and, and dive into all of that stuff. So not only is that a full paycheck. But uh, it's, and it's it's guaranteed work. I mean, it's it's great. What do you working on a, a single cam like AP Bio and then doing multicam? Uh, is it is it hard to to switch back and forth? Or yeah, I mean, multicam is you know five, I I think five days a week still. Uh, mm -hmm. Is it is it difficult to go from a play like atmosphere with a multicam and then having to go to the single camera setup and uh, where you basically have a lot more time to fill out scenes? Yeah, with with the multi, I mean, it's so much so much more like theater. Um, we have right now two full days of rehearsal, which is such a luxury in film and television. Um, 
to be able to kind of collaborate on, well, would it be funny if we did this? Let's try it. Okay, that didn't work. Let's try something else. Whereas with single camera, you you don't have that kind of time. So much more time is is spent with the setup and the location and all of that. So you kind of figure it out as the cameras are rolling. Um, so we we have the the luxury of of that kind of process ahead of time, and then under normal circumstances, when there isn't a worldwide pandemic, um, we get to do that in front of a live audience, and and that's the the cool part about sitcoms with a laugh track. The the audience is the last collaborator. You know they are the the um, the final line in terms of what is funny and what is not because you can find something hilarious all week in rehearsal but if they don't laugh it's getting rewritten and and that process is really really fun it's uh and also i something i noticed about al having you know banked all these episodes uh is that it's it's the it's the rare it's the new like sitcoms used to be or multicams you know the audience is right there and like you said we have this pandemic to contend with uh, but now I think since the introduction of shows like uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother, where we can, where, where they go out to streets and stuff, there's uh, yeah. I call it like a fourth wall multicam sitcom because uh, I especially in the um, in the pilot when Dean Norris sits down, usually it's not blocks like that. It doesn't have one character at each corner. It's usually all the characters yeah. are sitting on one side. So it was very yes. cool to see him sit down and block a camera and then a wall go behind him. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And it really opens up the 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 breathing room of the show. Yeah, it's it's very interesting to you don't realize how much you understand about what you're used to seeing until that fourth wall goes in and you're like, wait a minute, I I feel like this is naughty. I'm not supposed to see that wh what the rest of their house looks like. You never see what the the rest of the diner looks like in Seinfeld or or whatever. Um, but yeah, we we are able to kind of creatively contend with those things and say, look, why not? Um, and actually in season two, I'm really excited that um, I, I guess the, the Dugan family got an, uh, a little bit of an extension on their house because that kitchen gets a little bit more room and a window and we're like, oh, good. I'm glad we have more space <laughs> to really, you know, push out that chair. Um, but yeah, yeah, the 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 fourth wallness of it is it it is breaking down, and I think that the the form is is changing, just like everything else. It's evolving, and being able to make it without that audience, with a little more time to to shoot more footage, um, it is it's a different beast, but it's still really um, really interesting to work in that way. And uh, and then I also wanted to know about uh, disjointed and since that was on Netflix and I think that was touted as, uh, you know, I, I make a lot of uh, quips at Netflix because they seem like to just throw a bunch of paint at the wall and see what sticks and what doesn't. Um, but disjointed, yeah. uh, just like uh, the farm or whatever that show was called with Ashton Kutcher, uh, it was, it was heavily touted because it was a multicam sitcom and they, they really put like their energy behind it and faith behind it. And you guys got a, a decent amount of episodes. What was what was working mm -hmm. on that show like? Uh, and now, the, and since you know those came before 
uh, AP by the regular, you know, AP bio in uh, United States of Al. What was that, yeah. uh, that experience going into these newer shows and, and what'd you take from that? Um, well, I, it was definitely a giant learning experience for me personally, because I had never done a, a multicam sitcom before. It never worked in that way. I'd always done like our dramas when I lived in New York. Um, that always involved me being shot or raped or just something terrible. Um, and and then I, I booked Disjointed and it was like, pot jokes, that's my life now? Great, I'm in, I'm totally in. Um, and yeah, it was, it was kind of uh, being dropped into the center of kind of like an all-star game already in process because we had, I mean, Kathy Bates, Tone Bell, Chris Redd, Betsy Sadar, like all of these insanely funny, insanely talented people um and the the collaboration of Chuck Lorre who is you know this very very successful um multicam producer and David Javerbaum who came from the world of the Daily Show and a little bit more of that like short form sketch kind of format um I think merged into this kind of beautiful baby of like of of this new art form that i i don't think anything is like disjointed there's nothing like it um and it kind of felt disjointed at times and i liked how it uh kind of lived in the middle of those two kind of voices um so yeah it was it was so much fun and 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 you know, I'm so sad that we couldn't make more, but um, it, that really prepped me for being able to work more in comedy. And uh, I guess I'm a, a funny comedy actress now, you know, it's, it's kind of strange how, you know, the industry starts to kind of tell you who you are or show you who you are more. Um, and that was probably the beginning of my love affair with with comedy. Do you think you would ever go back to uh, drama trying to, to not trying to be a drama actress? That sounds reductive, but do, do, <laughs> do you think that- We're all dramatic. You're right, exactly. Hey, there you go. Uh, do you think that, that you, know, you have space for that within your, your acting prowess again? Oh, definitely. I, I, love, I love drama. I, think that that's what I always assumed I would do. You know, I, I went to drama school at NYU and I thought that I would do Shakespeare and, you know, indie, you know, films and stuff like that. And, um, and, and then I, you know, started making poop jokes on TV and it's just, you just never know. You just never know what's going to happen. Um, but life is long careers are, so varied these days. I mean, it's it's not like it used to be where if you were on a sitcom, that was kind of your lane and that's what you did for your entire career. People go back and forth and, and do all kinds of different things. And I'm definitely excited to to switch it up. Yeah, it's uh, people people do go back and forth. Like in the early 2000s, you, it was unheard of of a movie star to do a TV show. Now movies, they're like eight, like at uh, the Emmys this past week, you just saw so many A-list people there that that have done a bunch of big blockbusters. 
And uh, at, at some yeah. point, I'm thinking, this is unfair. Like, these comedic actors, <laughs> these people that are on TV have worked to be here. And you're just like, oh, maybe I'll do a, a, a Netflix limited series. It's, it's, but, you know, Seriously. That, I think that does open up the door for people like you uh, to to jump into that that big film space as well. Because uh, it's it's it seems to be uh, a little bit more fluid now. Yeah, I think it's I think it's exciting. I and I I had to laugh too. And when Kate Winslet won, and she she acted all surprised, like she was like, "What? No! Like you're literally Kate Winslet! Oh my gosh! How are you still humble?" <laughs> and then, I'm then, so glad she's humbled. And then that show comes back for a second season. Like, come on, man! It's it's not fair. Yeah, it's 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 not. But it is also like you said. It's it's the the breakdown of the forms and the rules i think is is ultimately good for storytelling because you know if you if you have a great story to tell um i feel like you you don't have to be so worried about like well which which form will get me the most traction cuz who knows you you could do a limited series you could do a podcast you could do a film and if it's good and if it's correct for the story, people will see it and people will be excited about it. Yeah, that uh, that that take that reminds me of um, you know, Glenn also went to a, a good school like you, and uh, and and he's and he's a well trained actor. Uh, and speaking of telling stories, he he made uh, Coffee Town like a straight to DVD movie, and I think about that movie mm-hmm. constantly because I watch Sunny constantly. And, uh, and and like in that that year he took off to do uh, uh, AP Bio uh, and and, mm-hmm. and see you know to to test the waters in a different area uh, and then also uh, Caitlin Olson his uh, his showmate castmate on that show uh, also yeah. doing the Mick uh, so I mean yeah so you you are you know with your training you could always you know, have that that next project on deck you know maybe if you want to do a play i don't know if you uh, wanted to do the theater uh, uh fully i, I would love to do the theater up. okay okay well tell tell me like <laughs> what, what's your theater experience like my theater experience uh is very downtown devised kind of uh some of it quite avant-garde actually um and and deeply fun i mean out of college uh i worked a lot with a theater collective called fresh ground pepper that was started and is continued to be run by some of my my best buddies and the whole idea of it was to create a space where people could try things out and it was safe and there was no like, is this good? Is this art? You know, there was none of that. It was just like, here's a prompt, come and make something. And then whatever you learn from it is up to you. Um, So a lot of work started in that kind of incubator. And, you know, we did the Fringe Festival a lot and we did, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, downtown, theater like festival type things um and none of it ended up I think sticking in the way that uh we would have liked but it was all really cool and uh experimental um 
so that that's a lot of what I did and that really lent itself frankly to the the comedy thing so when I was auditioning for commercials and for ultimately disjointed that moved me out here um I was using a lot of that you know kind of think on your feet um you know what is what is the the strange choice what is the unexpected choice um that would get a rise out of you know a, a kind of downtown theater audience um but yeah I, I love theater I I'm so excited to see it back um that's so heartening to see um and I hope it continues to thrive is there a, a show that you're looking forward to seeing Oh gosh, um, that's a great question. I don't even know what's coming out. A, a dear friend of mine from college is actually in Diana the Musical, so oh, I have really? to plug that. If you're in New York, go see Diana the Musical and Roe Hartramp is great as Prince Charles. Um, okay, I want to see- And it's kind uh, of, it's- Go on. Well, I was just gonna say, it's kind of cool. You can actually see it on Netflix soon. Um, you know, that's that's starting to happen. I think Hamilton kind of maybe was the 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 first in the pandemic to to put out a, a you know a filmed version of it and I know I think come from away is is also available to see you know theater theater is best obviously in person in a theater with a with them live but I'm I'm also glad that it's it's more accessible as well I uh, I saw I know Bruce Springsteen on Broadway is on Netflix, uh, but I am determined to make my way to New York to watch him do it live. Determined. Yes. Oh. Yes. The the father of New Jersey. I don't know if you follow New Jersey on Twitter, but they. No. <laughs> I think I think today is his birthday, and they said Happy Birthday, Dad, and that just gave me a huge chuckle. I I love Bruce. I love Bruce. Um. Well, Elizabeth, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I, I thank you. I just want to thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I, your character on uh, AP Bio, and now I'm a fan of uh, United States of Val. It's uh, it's uh, truly great to see somebody uh, very funny and to talk to them as well and uh, to see them flourish and, and grow as a, uh, b a blossoming comedic actor. <laughs> blossoming. Wow, I'll take that. Thank you so much. This was, this was so fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course.